Welcome to the Home Medic. You are listening to the segment on four-legged creatures, mice, rats, squirrels, raccoons, good stuff. Welcome back to the Home Medic, where Heidi Hansen, the uh, the beauteous, the, uh, the the talented, the the magnificent, helps you know how to make mm. squirrel soup. Garth just keeps me around with his flattery. You know, he builds flattery. builds me up every time I come over Speaking here. Speaking of can't flattery, resist. we're talking about urine and feces, and we're talking about rats, mice, and squirrels and raccoons. Okay, well, I'm ready. No better way to flatter a woman than to talk about urine and feces. <laughs> Should we talk about raccoons? Let's help these people out. Let's, let's help let's these people do, out. Just in case you have those. So let's start with a very personal story about the home that I am presently living in. Mm. We moved into this awesome place that's a stone's throw away from a lake. Very nice. Gorgeous, gorgeous property. And it's got, it is an invasive species of weed that's called phragmites, but it's beautiful. Mm. It grows there where you've got the plentiful access to groundwater and it'll grow i don't know 10 12 feet high and then on the top you've got these little feathery things ah does it get kind of like used by crafters everywhere yes is it kind of this brownish red color maybe Uh i used to go pick that i loved it i had a floral arrangement in my front room with that in and i loved it i saw somebody growing it in their yard and i thought it was bamboo and i was a little surprised because I, i didn't think bamboo grows here but it's a frag bite So imagine these little reed-type bamboo plants or weeds, and then imagine having, you know, a few hundred of them in any one square foot area, and they're all 12 feet high. So you've got this blanket of feathery stuff on the top side. That is my view, and then we've got the lake. Yeah. And so this is the domain of critters of any variety. We've got deer out there. We have snakes. We've got raccoons. We probably have some predators. Who knows? Maybe I got a wolf out there. And Lots I don't even know of it. natural yeah. habitat. I know that a place down the road, they actually had this massive beaver. He was about five or six feet long. Mm. And because there was no predator there, he pretty much was growing to old age until some teenagers found it. Wow. This is the scenario that I would paint for you. So as part of that, you've got raccoons. And then we move in. We've got this 170-pound dog. And he slobbers all over the place. He, you know, if he's got his food inside the house, you've got dog food all over the house. You've got drool all over the house. You've got water all over the house. So we finally put all this stuff out on the back patio. Right. And the raccoons found that. I see. So the next thing you know, we've got the raccoons living beneath the deck. Oh, wow. They want to be close to the food source. Yeah, this deck actually has a skirt on it so that you can't see underneath the deck. Mm. And so they would basically burrow underneath the skirt, and then you've got the entire deck space that is now their abode. Oh, wow. So you get to peek out in the morning and see them just prancing around a little bit? So, yeah, that's pretty much what I did is my dog would actually hear them eating his food, and he wasn't okay with that. <laughs> so guy. he'd get all perked up, and he'd look out there, and, of course, he's too dumb to actually want to attack them, or <laughs> he just looks at them. You know, then we'd go look out, and I actually was able to turn the light on, and that didn't affect them. So I watched this little female raccoon boss the big one around. Really? And I watched them eat the food and, you know, do the water, et cetera. 
And at that point in time, we decided it was time to go trapping them. That's when I learned about the bacon grease Oh, trap that we oh. that I talked about in the last segment. Right. Now, just in case you didn't listen to the last segment and you're doing this one first, we'll summarize that one. I was able to trap the female fairly quickly just by putting some dog food in there. Yes. She went in there. She got trapped. Cops took her away. It was good. I knew we still had that big male. Right. And this was a pretty big trap, but it was almost too small for that male. Mm. So one day, I think it was a Saturday, I was cooking bacon, and I thought, what am I going to do with this grease? We didn't have a one-gallon thing, so I thought, all right, I'm going to put this in aluminum foil, and then I'm going to throw it away. And then I looked at this pile of bacon grease, and I thought, that raccoon's going to love that. (laughs) That was smart. Ingenious, Garth. (laughs) So I put the bacon grease in the trap, and sure enough, it caught that wily male very quickly. He thought that bacon grease smelled really good. This eliminated, for at least the time being, the raccoon infestation that we have in the house. Yes. He not only ate the bacon grease, but he also ate the aluminum foil. And that (laughs) pretty much killed him by the time the cops got here to take the trap away. Oh, my goodness. So you can draw whatever conclusions you want about that. We probably ought to restate that if a critter is inside your home, uh, you can pretty much throw away all of the conventions about trapping and killing them humanely. You just need to kill them. Right. Keep your family safe. Not Don't worry so much about being humane to the animal. Worry about humaneness towards yeah. your children. The children are the priority. Mm. And yourself and your spouse, of course. Right. Yeah. Let's say the family is the priority. Right. Exactly. And Whether. it's always good, of course, to do things humanely if you can. But priority one is take care of the family. Mm-hmm. So... You know, the reason why I tell you that story is it indicates a number of things. You know, if you've got dog food or any food outside, you are inviting the raccoons. It also indicates that those can be trapped. They can be taken care of by somebody else. In this case, for me, it was the cops. Right. I was very tempted to trap that raccoon and kill it myself and then create a coonskin hat for myself. (laughs) That would have been quite the trophy, but we didn't do that. Call a professional. Raccoons are mean Mm. This thing, even with a whole bunch of aluminum foil in its stomach and even being caged, he was not going to let anybody near him. And anybody that looked at him was going to be taken out. Well, they've got really, really sharp teeth, don't they? And I don't know about their claws, but I'm guessing those aren't very fun either. A raccoon is just not something you want to try and take down yourself. Mm -hmm. And even a dog the size of mine, that dog would have been had for lunch. Really? Really? Yeah. Matter well, of your fact, dog is huge. Now, that's really. He's 170 uh, his... pounds. Matter of fact, I believe that a raccoon actually did get to my dog because he's got this thick fur. But I noticed one day that on his neck, there uh, was a patch that was gone. I actually know someone whose dog got killed by a raccoon. And I think what happened is it attacked the dog and it created an abscess. So even if the raccoon doesn't kill it in the first shot, it can leave right. germs that can kill it. Right. My dog, being so big and dumb as he is, he totally got taken down by that 30-pound raccoon. Wow. So he just jump up and latch on, kind of like Pretty much. what went, you might see in the movies, He went maybe. for the throat. He knew where to attack. Really? I often see and hear stories about how people see raccoons in their area, and they think they're cute, and you know, maybe they'll want to take some of the raccoon pups and turn them into pets. Mm. Danger. You right. Know? Those, you still got the feces that are still nasty. They're still unhealthy. And if you get those colonies inside your house. Hard to get rid of. Not good. Yeah. Hospital bills. Okay. So what to do about that? Actually, let's go to signs first. If you've got areas that are cleared, 
one of the inspections I did, I popped my head up through the attic hatch, and you had an area that was cleared of, I'm going to say, about three square feet mm. with a feather in the middle, one feather. Ah. So what had happened is this raccoon had got in from the exterior. Somehow he'd caught a bird, and he went into the attic to eat this bird. The whole thing, except for one feather. Really? That feather was actually pretty good size. It was about an eight-inch long feather. So he didn't know what a good detective Garth is, did he? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> and then I actually got up on the roof to take a look at how that raccoon was going from roof to attic. I couldn't see how he was doing it. Really? They are good. They are very good at finding ways in. I actually saw another home where I was able to figure out how they got in, and they were basically just pushing the siding in to the point that they could get in. Hmm. So those are signs that you have raccoons. In addition, there was another home that I did. This was an unusual home. It's in one of the spendier areas where you and I live. Yes. They were multimillionaires, and they wanted to live on this land that grandpa had given them. Right. And they liked grandpa's house, but it was merely 1,500 square feet. Mm. They wanted 8,000 square feet. So what they did is they actually kept that house, and then they built another house around it. Oh, okay. And the next thing that happened is that, you know, they're clearing this area, they're doing this construction project, and the raccoons that are in that area found with the new house construction that they had access to a new house as well. <laughs> right. So I saw where they were getting up on a tree, and we talked about trees earlier, and they were walking along the roof line until they got to a space where they could actually get into the attic. Wow. Inside the attic, actually the feces were in the middle of the attic, you know, right <laughs> where we were walking across. So those were easily seen. Surprisingly, not smelled that much. They were seen before they were actually smelled. Huh. And then before I tell the rest of the story, let's bounce back in time just a little bit. I was hired because this home had water damage. Mm. And what had happened is on the ceiling of two of these brand new rooms, you've got water leaking from the outer corner of the ceiling. So leaking down right. into the home. Yeah. So on all four at, corners. Uh, two two outer corners. Okay. Two. Both on the excuse south me, side. So you me. got the southeast and the southwest corners of this home that okay. had water damage. So I go looking at, you know, it's very obvious to see the water problem. Yeah. Because it was about two inches wide up near the corner on the right. ceiling. And then by the time it traveled down all the way to the floor, it was about 12 inches wide. So a triangular sort of a pyramid sort of a thing. Huh. The buyers had already seen this, and me as the home inspector, I was hired to find out why you know it was happening and what we should do about the mold remediation. That makes sense. So I got up there, and of course, there was no plumbing anywhere near that area. Hmm. And the roof was brand new. It wasn't leaking. The flashing, there wasn't any flashing in the area. There was nothing to flash, so there was no roof problem. Right. At this point, I started to grin because... I've been around the block once. So you knew that it probably had something to do with animals. Yeah. So then it is the water source animal related. So we got up into the attic and I was crawling across the attic. That's when I ran into the feces there in the middle of the attic. Oh. But the feces, apparently to a raccoon, urine smells much worse than feces. So they would take a dump in the middle of the attic and then they would actually urinate in the extreme outer corners. <laughs> that is interesting, isn't it? So then the question kind of made me laugh, but is it water damage if it wasn't water? <laughs> it's liquid damage, <laughs> unpleasant liquid damage. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
<laughs> you know, and I've seen the same sort of thing with birds, and we talk about that in the bird segment. Again, if you've got raccoons up there, they're not cute. They're not sweet. They can damage the house. They can send your family to the hospital. Yeah. Lots of bills associated with getting that taken care of. And even the cute ones can, and they don't know better, right? <laughs> Okay, I'm they just are saying, cute, but they're unsafe. Someone might find them cute if they hadn't had to live with them. So we better talk to those people and say, That's hey. That's true. So eliminating food and shelter for a raccoon, you're going to have to be as, I want to say, stealthy as the raccoon. You know, as evil as the raccoon thinks. Mm. Um, there are a thousand ways for them to get up, and you're going to have to eliminate all thousand ways. Be and, very conscientious. Yes. Now, my dog is named Scooby. Because he is as big and dumb as the cartoon character. <laughs> I don't know if I'd admit that. You know? <laughs> dumb. <laughs> I like Scooby. So if you've got Scooby food outside the house, just be aware that you are inviting critters to share that food. And some of those critters yeah. you may not want. You want to take a look inside your attic. If you've got chicken coops, this is awesome for raccoons. They like those, huh? Because they've got chickens to eat, they've got chicken eggs to eat, they've got chicken feed to eat. It's just good food whenever. So Do they grab the food right out? Do they grab the chickens at the same time? I guess that was my question. Yeah, I guess if I'm the raccoon, I'm going to walk into the chicken coop and decide what I'm in the mood for. Well, yeah, because if they can harm a 160-pound dog, it seems like they could easily eat a chicken. Yeah. Maybe they don't like chicken, though. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I thought you knew everything. I'm thinking they probably taste like chicken, though. I thought you knew everything. Engineer and meth rehabber and (laughs) (laughs) farmer, too, right? You also want to take a look at the accessible garbage that is in and around the house. If you've got raccoons, that might be why they're hanging around. And that's a preventable one. That's the nice thing. That's the easy one to do. Yeah, all these things are kind of like the $10 fix versus the $10,000 fix. $10 fix, you know, if you're eliminating food and shelter... Maybe you're screening something. Maybe you're bringing the dog food inside the house. Maybe you're eliminating the attic hatch. Maybe you're deciding not to go with chickens, you know, Yeah. versus the hospital bills that come because somebody can't breathe. Mm, all of those fresh eggs are so tasty. Yes, they are, especially to raccoons. Oh, okay. You, we only get to eat the ones that the raccoons pass on. You're persuading me. You are persuading me to not have chickens or (laughs) raccoons. (laughs) Okay. Master of your mansion. Maybe your mansion doesn't have chickens, Heidi. Just, well, no, I was just thinking you just killed my mansion. I know you didn't mean to, but I I was just imagining this wonderful, luxurious chicken coop in my backyard, you know, (laughs) it's like almost like a little child's treehouse and, and full of chickens with all these fresh eggs so I can make all the custard I want. Well, maybe you do it in a way that might be raccoon proof. Maybe you make a lockable front door. Oh, there you go. A raccoon proof chicken mansion. Yeah, you've got that little uh, eight inch by eight inch opening that the chickens can get in and then you can make it raccoon proof just by making that door lockable so the the raccoon can't get in there at night. Okay. I like it. I'm liking it better every second. Okay. Well, you're redeeming yourself. You now have an igloo in the tropical jungle with the world's coolest. An igloo in the tropical jungle? Yeah, it doesn't last very long. Imagine. But it does have the world's coolest chicken coop in there. All right. With a lockable front door. That is your mansion for this time around. Well, we might as well throw in some ice sculptures then. It's just a, a quick... 
ice sculptures. Yeah, it's kind of like the disposable mansion of the week, but of it will work. Sculptures of chickens. Uh, there you go. Or should we go with raccoons? <laughs> frozen images of raccoons. There you go. Well, I wouldn't let's mind just them do all with frozen. A frozen image of Heidi. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and if you would like to you see that like frozen some... image of Heidi, you probably won't find it on my website, homemedicusa.com. <laughs> yeah, if you want some serious stuff, go homemedicusa.com. <laughs> and finally, be yourself, because only Heidi gets to have a frozen image of herself. <laughs> Ice sculptures in the yard. In the tropical jungle. <laughs> Thank you, Heidi. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, this is Julia McKay with your Natural Solutions Tip for the Day. Oh, we get to talk about emotions today, Julie. Woohoo! This is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite essential oils, and it is our specific blend called Cheer. Oh, I love Cheer. It is so amazing. It promotes feelings of optimism and cheerfulness and happiness. Who does not want to feel that way? I think you live on Cheer. Oh, my gosh. All I know is if you're going to do any of the projects for Home Medic, you should probably be using Cheer. If you'd like to know more, go ahead and contact us at naturalsolutions at homeeticworld.com.